Hi friends, welcome to Growing as Grown Ups, where we believe each of us has the opportunity to keep growing in ways that can fundamentally improve our life effectiveness, our leadership influence, and our well-being. Through interviews, stories, and practical principles, we explore how you can accelerate your growth and unlock your potential to make the difference you want to make. And now, your hosts from The Leaders Lyceum, Dr. Sarah Musgrove and Dr. Keith Eigel. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Growing as Grown Ups. This is Sarah Musgrove, and I am just dropping in really quickly to let you know that today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of bringing you a conversation that either Keith or I had with a leader and hearing their story about how they have grown over the years, what we wanted to do was take this New Year's episode and use it as a chance to share with you some of the things that we have learned that are specific best practices of growth. And as you think about this upcoming year, as you think about changes you may want to make, ways that you can continue to grow into the version of you that you want to be, we wanted to just equip you with as much as we can to help get this new year started out right. Also, I'm excited that in this episode, we are going to announce a webinar that we are doing on January 22nd. And so I want you to pay attention to that. Go to our website, growinggrownups.com. We really miss interacting with you in real time. And so we thought a webinar would be a really fun way to be a part of your growth journey, to walk you through the Growth Gap tool. We know a number of you have downloaded it already, which is really fun to see. Um, But if you need a little help getting through it, if you have questions, Come join us on January 22nd. We would love to see you there. And for now, enjoy our conversation about why New Year's resolutions fail. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Growing as Grown Ups podcast and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first episode of 2021, and we have no idea what this new year is going to hold. But one thing that I think is probably true is that We are still in the first week of January. This is the time of year when most everybody is reflecting on how life has gone over the past year and what they want to be different in the coming year. And I know, I mean, 2020, what a disaster in so many different ways and yet a blessing in some others. Um, But I think we're all kind of looking at this new year as, okay, things are going to be different still, and and we need to stop waiting for it to be over. We need to take some more proactive steps. We need to get back into the process of working and growing and, and, and doing life. And I think the most classic representation of that, as you know, is the New Year's resolution. And it is still the first week in January, and I'm guessing many of our listeners have set and already broken their New Year's resolution. And so that is what we are going to talk about today is what do we do with these um, desires that we have to grow in certain ways and the frustration we feel when we fall apart so early? Yeah, I, you know, it is so funny that, um, for a long time, most of my life even, I have not been a big fan of New Year's resolutions. I've been a big fan of growth for a really long time, but the whole idea, I think, of New Year's resolutions has been so tainted for me in seeing how many people make them, can't stick with them, quit doing them, forget they made them, whatever. It's just this sort of ongoing 
Sisyphus like uphill rolling the rock up the hill it just keeps rolling back down kind of battle and um you know you and I have both spent such a significant chunk of our adult lives at this point studying human development and growth and the problem is is kind of in a nutshell is that new year's resolutions are designed to fail mm. right i mean it's just it's a it's a big overgeneralized idea about something that we're going to be better at this year but we don't really do the hard work work of exploring why that's even a problem for us <laughs> right? yeah. so go go further on that what what is it that is missing in a new year's resolution well the goal the vague I want to lose weight, the gay, the vague, I want to be stronger, I want to be more fit, I want to be more organized, I want to be, eat more healthy, whatever it is, all of that is fine. It creates, it, I mean, it potentially creates a true north for us that, oh yeah, this is the reason I'm doing this. It contextualizes it into a bigger picture, right? But, but the, the, the problem is, is that the reason that we are not already that way is because there are other values that we hold, right? And they may be about freedom or they may be about, um, you know, having our taste buds satisfied <laughs> or loving TV or even more noble stuff like connecting with family or all of these other things that actually are creating what we have sometimes referred to as a competing commitment, right? It's another commitment that we hold that is maybe not, well, it's easiest just to say without going bigger or smaller in this particular conversation, it is working against. But getting at the competing commitment in its relationship to the new thing that we wanna be more of is not easy work. I mean, you know, we've, we've told people to go download the growth gap tool over and over again. And the great, and, and again, go to growinggrownups.com and download the growth gap tool. If you need to hit pause right now on this recording, go to growinggrownups.com and download this growth gap tool, because we'll be talking about component parts and pieces of this. But the, but the idea, Sarah is, is that every time we have a commitment that we want to make towards some goal, some, some way to improve ourselves. Um, I would, you don't like me to be hyperbolic, but I would even say a hundred percent of the time, but let's just go with almost all of the time. <laughs> there is another commitment we hold in a way that winds up actually working against that commitment. And so if we are not identifying both the thing that we want to be more of and the reason that we've been in held in place in most, in most cases for a long time, if not our whole lives, right? It's really difficult to make progress. And, and what happens, what replaces progress is discouragement, mm. right? And not even living into our own standards in some way. And people just say uncle or they forget it, conveniently forget about it. Yeah. I think that's so true and so powerful in what I find to be at work in my own life and in the lives of people that I coach professionally and just um, talk to socially. 
is that we don't take the time to pause and think about why we haven't done those things in the past. And I've been a part of um, conversations where somebody makes a goal of, I'm going to go to the gym five times this week. Okay. I'm like, first of all, that's a, that's a big goal. If you haven't been going to the gym and we'll talk about some of those <laughs> principles later, but then I follow up a week later. How'd you do? Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't make it. I'm going to do it this week. Okay. A week later, how'd it go? And it's not until I stop then go, okay, time out, like stop being discouraged by the fact that you haven't done it. Why? Like think back to those days you thought you were going to go. Why didn't you go? What can you learn from why it didn't work out? And you know, this is one of my soapbox, Keith, is that we learn more from, we can learn maybe, maybe not necessarily more, but as much from the things that we try and fail as we can the things that succeed at. And so if your goal is something, you know, the classic New Year's resolution is to, to get healthier, right? If you're continuing to find yourself eating little Debbie snack cakes instead of fruits and vegetables, why? Well, is it because they're in your kitchen? Is it because you're stressed out and that's what you do? Is it because you've developed these habits and this routine that you need to break? Like looking at why you're not doing it and then going, okay, I, there's something about food that isn't just food. Mm. It's, it's a comfort. It's a, it's a means to some other end. It's a representation of something else. You know, for me, it's always, I want to work out more. And then I just get tired and I prioritize rest or I prioritize the other things I'm doing in my day that I don't have the energy left to give to this thing that I've said I want to be, be about. And, and I think that is the first um, thing that is missing from a new year's resolution is not understanding, as you said, like, what is that competing commitment? Another thing that I find is that people don't spend the time to, to really name why they want to get better at that thing. And I think back to your conversation with CJ and this idea of you have to have a bigger why, right? If I want to read more, if I want to work out more, if I want to whatever it is I want to do more of, I've got to know why that matters, right? And I think about the people who I've coached who've talked about wanting to get healthier because they want to be able to play with their grandkids, right? So then when you're staring down the little Debbie cake or the apple, it's not just I want to choose the apple because I'm supposed to want the apple. I'm going to choose the apple because I want to be able to play with my grandkids, right? And having that deeper why, and this goes back to those bigger me values of asking yourself, why? Why do you wanna be healthier? Why do you wanna read more? Why do you wanna go back to school? Why do you wanna do all the things that you think of at this time of year? Getting to that value and that motivation behind it and not just the behavior you're trying to change, I think helps, helps those commitments and those goals stick better. Yeah. Do you know, Sarah, if it were just what it took to become, let's just stick with healthier diet for a minute, like you've been doing. Um, it, it's not like what it takes to get there is unknown. It's not like a million doctors haven't figured this out and written books on it, right? The the skill set to get there is, is already just something that if it was that easy, we could just submit to the skill set in a way and getting to this why that you're talking about. And it doesn't have to be a noble 
why it can be that I want to feel better, right? It's can it it but so so it's not just the apple or the snack cake, right? It's the no. Do I want to feel better or not? Right, and it's like, do, do I do I want to be able to, you know, I don't know. Anything I do is anything I bring up right now is going to probably wind up sounding too connected to this bigger me kind of who do I want to be goal because I tend to orient that way a little bit. But the, but but that that naming the why can push us over the hump. It can, in a way, it can help arm the bigger the thing that we want to be more of it can it can it can back it up and 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 help defend it and help support it and i you know go into a sports analogy it's like the other players around a running back are creating the hole and moving the bad guys out of the way right so that <laughs> so that we can get get through the hole because the thing about the self protective usually more self-interested why you're going to the snack cake in the first place is also defended. It's also supported. And, and, and this, by the way, this is another hard thing to get to, but, but it's supported by what we call worry, fear, or resistance, right? That if I don't do that thing, I won't be happy. I won't be satisfied. I won't feel as good. I won't, it's, you know, in other cases, it may be supported by people won't like me or, they'll, or that'll be embarrassing or someone will think that's weird. And so the stuff that tends to hold us in place already has all of these players playing support roles around it. When we author this new thing that we want to be about, right, we need to get players around that and for me that's kind of what the why is mm -hmm. it's giving some additional support to the reason that you're going to muscle through this because in, I'm not a I'm not a doctor in this kind of way but 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 when it comes to food when it comes to alcohol when it comes to sugar um there it's also triggering things in our brain that we don't have control over that, man, that pattern needs to be broken. The pattern can be broken, but a lot of times that pattern being broken depends on a choice that is made day to day, right? And then we get over the hump of the physical addiction to the thing that we want to change. Um, but regardless, there's the thing that we want to be about and there's figuring out the stuff that holds us in place. There's the reason why we want to make the change that we want to change. And there's the reason why, what is supporting the thing that is holding us in place. And, and when we can start to get our arms, I think, around this bigger idea, that it's not just a matter of putting it in place and doggone it, I'm going to commit to it. And if I get through, listen, if you do get through 30 days, chances are, you will have overcome some of the things that were standing in your way and maybe it becomes more habitual. But, but honestly, you, you, got, you got to get over the, the hump of the tension. And I think the easiest way to get over the hump of the tension between the competing commitments, the two things that are working against each other, uh, is to make them as plain as we can. 
And again, not to oversell the growth gap tool, but I think it does a great job even for dieting, for exercising, for deciding you want to be better at staying current with events or reading or writing or whatever it is that you're trying to do as part of your New Year's resolution. There's a reason why you weren't automatically doing that prior to. Yeah. And I think that's a great pivot point to the other big thing I think it's important that we talk about is not just naming those two tensions, right? The who we want to be and who we've been up until this point, but also this idea of making it so tangible, so realistic, not just, I want to be healthier, right? What does that mean? Healthier could be, I eat five cookies instead of six cookies and that qualifies as healthier, right? But that's not what we're going for. And so Um, there's both the specificity in the goal, but even more than that, there's a, there's an importance in kind of smaller time bound, small steps in reaching that goal. And and we talk about it sometimes even in the, the language of an experiment. I heard somebody once call them, they're not new year's resolutions, they're new year, new year's experiments. And it's, I'm going to just try something. And that way, if it doesn't work, you're like, cool, that didn't work. Let me change something and try the experiment again versus a resolution feels like this forever commitment to something. And so um, this is a really important part of what we do in our work with our clients is this idea of getting really specific about what you want to do, trying it, and then evaluating how did it go. And so do you want to go a little deeper for our listeners about this whole process and what make small steps so effective? Um, yeah, I was hoping you might just stay on a roll and cover that, <laughs> Happy <laughs> cover to that for them. To. No, I mean, this is, I'll let you jump obviously back in, but, it, but you know, one of the things I was thinking of as you were just speaking of this is that um, a really uh, important, fantastic, great why New Year's resolution Maybe like if you're a parent, I want to spend more quality time with my kids, right? And that, and, and that, um, and, and yet what it takes to get there is to engage in an experiment. Um, it's not just setting out that from now on we're going to do whatever for eternity, right? <laughs> but, but how do we break that down? How do we break that down in a way that it's like on Wednesday of this week, I am going to go talk to my daughter, um, you know, not about something that she was supposed to do that didn't do, but to find out how she's doing, right? I'm going to go and have a different kind of conversation with her, but I'm only going to do that one time, right? I'm not committing to this for the rest of the year. What I'm committing to for the rest of the year, maybe, is that I'm going to spend more quality time with my kids, right? But on Wednesday, I'm going to meet with my daughter. And then I am going to say, how did that go? What worked about that? What did I learn new about me? What was the hardest thing for me in doing that? What's the Mm. piece of tension that I was bumping up against? How could I do it differently? And then set another step that would include those modifications. So you are, you can get in front of groups that we lead. You can get really specific and hard about what qualifies, but tell, tell the audience a little bit about some of the key criteria for, a, for an experiment, as you called them, or a small step as we've called them in other environments? Yeah, so the first thing is that it, it needs to be really specific, right? So on Wednesday, 
you are going to go talk to your daughter about a certain topic. That's really specific that on Thursday I could call you and say, Keith, did you do that thing? And you could tell me yes or no. Here's my little cheat sheet for this. If you have the words more, less, better in your small step, I'm going to work out more this week. I, that's not specific. How many days? What days? What time? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? As much detail as you can give, do that because then you're, it's like an actual science experiment where you have certain variables that you're testing to see, does this work? Does it work for you to um, have this conversation with your daughter over dinner? Well, that didn't work. Does it work with you to have this conversation in the car as you're driving her to school? Okay. The tension I felt was about this thing. So how can I modify it a little bit to deal with that tension where, you know, I was afraid of how, what if she gets um, really awkward about it and feels like I'm being weird? Well, okay, let's just the next time acknowledge that it might be weird and kind of find a way to make a joke about it. But in all these ways, naming the specifics will help you evaluate the experiment of did it work if I tried it? And then, um, so it's got to be specific. It's got to be measurable, right? So again, more or less, it's how many minutes, how many times, how many people get um, those details worked out. And then it's got to be realistic, right? Um, you can't set a goal of every day for three hours, I'm going to sit and read a book, right? If you haven't been able to read a book at all recently, start with a smaller goal. Smart, start with something that you really, looking at your calendar, thinking of what you have going on in the next week, what can you actually accomplish and set that as your goal. And then the thing that you mentioned that is a really key part of this, in this idea of setting an experiment is taking the time to evaluate what did it work? What did it work? What worked? What didn't work? Again, learning just as much from not only did the, did the experiment fail, but if you failed to do the experiment, so much that you can learn from that of, of why, what got in the way, what did you prioritize over it? And then what do you do about those? And then, as you said, the question is not just how do I solve the problem, but what did I learn new about me? What did I learn new about what it takes for me to take steps towards these bigger me values and these bigger whys and overcome the things that have held me in place up until this point? And those are really important. And, and one thing that, that is, I guess there's two things that I would say to our listeners that are really helpful in this process. And maybe you can answer because you and I are wired very differently. But for me, having like a set plan and accountability where I'm going to check in with myself every Monday morning and look back on the past week and weekend and say, did I do the things I'm going to do? And I have a note on my calendar where it's like, I know I've got a deadline. And even better than that, the second thing is have somebody going along with you on this journey, having these developmental relationships. It's like having a workout partner, an accountability partner, somebody that's going to ask you how you're doing is really helpful in processing all these different things and thinking through, well, it didn't work and here's why it was hard. And, and that accountability um, in a way that's also encouraging, right? Not somebody that's just going to like berate you if you don't do it. Hopefully none of us would have friends that do that, but somebody that's going to say, yeah, last week was tough. Okay, what are you going to do differently this week to try to live into your goals and your values more? 
and, and be that encouraging voice, I think is really important. Yeah, I mean, even for me, and again, we are built very differently. You like the organization, the structure, kind of applying that to that. I want to push the developmental relationships thing, going the journey with others off to the side for just one second. For me, the way that I get over, because I resist structure. I mean, that that is like very often the thing that holds me in place when it comes to a New Year's resolution or any goal that has to do with discipline, right? I, I It's like, oh no, that's gonna box me in. That's gonna take away options. That's gonna, well, in doing that, I've identified the thing that potentially holds me in place. So rather than creating like the superstructure to do it, I tend to think in terms of a week, like, can I do this two times this week? Can I do it one time this week? Can I do it every day this week, right? And so, uh, and, and I usually don't constrain myself to a specific hour or something like that. I give myself a little bit of the flexibility that I enjoy, but take away enough of that flexibility that I get to bump up against, well, did that really hem me in? Did that really take away options? What did it do in terms of helping facilitate the bigger thing that I wanted to be about? right? The, the resolution. Um, and so I don't think you have to be a super organized person to make this work, but you know what you do have to do? You have to be specific and you have to be measurable and you have to be realistic. And then you got to evaluate it right before you take the next set of specific, measurable, realistic steps, experiments, right? It, 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 the, the evaluation is so key. And what did I learn new about me in terms of the thing I want to be more of? And what did I learn new about me in terms of what may be holding me in place? Were, was I making incorrect assumptions about this? Right? Um, is it harder than I thought? Uh, was it not as bad as I thought? You know, all of these different kinds of things. And then that almost leads to, so what am I going to do next week? Or what am I going to do tomorrow? Or the biggest step I ever took at once along these lines was I decided to do something to run a 30-day experiment. And for me, that was enormous. And it was <laughs> based in a challenge by some other people. So we can get to that in just a second. Um, I, but it was during that 30 days that I was really able to dispel some of the things I assumed would be true if I engaged in a process like that. And I don't mind telling folks, I decided that I really wanted to be better at sort of reading, writing, and reflecting on a daily basis. And there was a lot of bigger me-wise in terms of what we do for a living, in terms of the kind of person I wanted to be, all of that kind of stuff. And I decided that just getting up tomorrow morning, reading, writing, and reflecting was not going to bump up against the things that I thought were holding me in place enough. And so I did it for 30 days, and that 30 days turned into two years with only missing a, a, a handful of days. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I, anyway, even in that, I was specific, measurable. I felt like it was realistic, although I was worried whether it would actually be realistic. But it was the evaluation at the end of it that allowed me to say, no, this can be a part of the way I know myself. This can be a part of the way that I live my life, right? Mm -hmm. And um, 
And so I think those criteria are really important. And I just want to emphasize the word that you used. If you think of this as an experiment, that whatever step you're going to take as an experiment to figure out, is that a good way to go about the goal? Or is it not a good way to go about the goal? Then you haven't eliminated the goal. You've just eliminated the way, right? Yeah, but sometimes those experiments even tell us that our goal isn't really what we should be aiming for, right? It may lead to a modification of the goal. Yeah, right? if totally. If you set out and say, my goal is I want to be healthier, right? And you start making these goals and what it is and you realize like, I really was doing that for the wrong reasons. My goal really is more about I want to be taking care of myself and my family in ways that will give us some, you know, whatever, better quality of life or more energy or, you know, longevity, whatever. Right. But if, if you realize that over and over again, you're not progressing towards that goal, it may be that the why is not strong enough and therefore, huh, maybe, maybe that isn't what I really want my life to be about. What is something else that really matters to me? Yeah, we've heard this come up with so many people. And the, the, the example that jumps out to me has to do with, with the idea of success in general, mm. that they begin taking steps and realize that they actually had a definition of success that, they, that, they, that ultimately they really didn't want to be about. Yeah, that's perfect. It, that's a great, a great example. Yeah, so let's not lose the point about potentially doing this with others. Um, the reality is, Sarah, it is just harder to grow on our own. Yeah. And we have, um, we've known people that have done it, but they are the people who are just naturally wired for this stuff. Um, you and I are a little more normal. <laughs> yeah. And it, it takes, it takes a training buddy. It takes somebody to be there alongside the journey. Yeah. And isn't it funny, by the way, the people that are normally really oriented to do like, let's just say physical fitness or eating right or being healthy or, you know, leaning into conflict or it doesn't have to always be a physical thing. It can be anything. There are, there's a really tiny percentage of the population that it's just almost natural to them. But it's really funny to me how often they have people around them, even though they don't need them, even though they're the main driver in the relationship, but they still have people around them. And it's interesting, there's been so much research done around this that we grow faster when we are doing it with others than we, than we do by ourselves. Yeah. Right? And it's something that I don't understand why, but I get that it's true. Yeah. So I think, you know, I won't speak for you, but I think I probably could. Um, you know, as we, as we launch into this new year, our big hope for our listeners is that you all would find a way to continue to grow into the person that you want to be, to identify the values that really matter to you, to lead in a direction that you are having the influence that you want to have. And in order to do that, you need to do the hard work of looking at why you haven't been able to do that so far. What are the things that are holding you in place? Um, and then creating some really tangible, structured, small steps, experiments 
to make progress in that journey and if possible, doing it with other people. And that is, that's the whole reason that, that I do what I do. It's why we do this podcast. It's why we put on the programs that we do is that's what we want for our listeners. That's what we want for everybody that we meet, that they continue to keep growing. Um, you know, it's the name of our podcast growing as grownups. And so we have resources available to you that we would love for you to take advantage of. Keith said it already, but the growth gap tool on our website is just the most, um, useful thing that we can put in your hands. And we want you to take advantage of that. Um, so go to our website, download that tool. Um, coming up as well, I believe on January 22nd, we are going to be doing a webinar for those of you that want a little more help walking through the growth gap tool. We've created a, a document that gives you all the instructions, but some people just do better with hearing us explain it. We'll um, be able to talk you through and give examples of each step on, on January 22nd, that's a Friday, we're gonna be doing a webinar, so we would love for you to sign up and join us for that. You can do that at growinggrownups.com slash GGT webinar, Growth Gap Tool webinar. So sign up for that. Um, we will be recording it and we'll figure out a way to make it available if you can't join us live. Um, so we want that for you. We also have our online courses um, available in, in the, the flagship course that we have right now is our challenge to change, which is just perfect for the new year. It's about how do you really lean into the challenges in the um, circumstances of your life every day and use those for growth. And we also have an, a, an added resource. If you do have a group of people that you want to grow with, we have the team experience that you can add on to that, that gives you discussion questions and in ways that you can hold each other accountable and, and create that accountability and that support that will really help you on the journey. So this is our hope for you this year. Yeah. Um, I got on my soapbox again, Keith, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Godspeed and journey well, folks. I mean, this is doable. You got to go about it the right way, uh, but it is doable. All right. Looking forward to seeing what 2021 has for all of us. And again, please go grab those resources on our website, growinggrownups.com. Happy New Year, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Growing as Grownups. Take a second and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and tell your friends. You'll find all of the goods related to this episode, including the transcript videos, links, and other ways we can help you keep growing as a grown-up on our website, growinggrownups.com. Growth isn't easy, but it's completely within your reach. Until next time, journey well, friends.